Welcome to the Prince John Podcast. Today we are going to discuss on the second part of our series, which is the gospel, our identity in Christ Jesus. Now, in the first episode, we had a wonderful discussion on the forgiveness and about the freedom from the law. We saw that we have been forgiven of our sins once and for all. And also we saw that Christ is the end of the law. But one thing we should understand is a gospel is a coin with two sides. One side is forgiveness and freedom. And the other side is the identity in Jesus Christ and Christ living in us. If we just focus on the fact that we have been forgiven and we have been freed and not live in the identity in Christ Jesus, we are missing out on a lot. Now, one of the things that we should understand, and this is pretty much basic, is that everyone born of Adam is born in sin. Now, I know we have heard this probably thousands of times in churches that we are born, we were born in sin. But I doubt if we understand why. Because if we do understand why we were born in sin because of what Adam did, I'm pretty sure we will get an idea of why we became righteousness because of what Christ did. So let's get into it. Now we know that in Genesis it's written that Adam and Eve sinned and disobeyed God and they became sinners. And with that, everyone born out of Adam became sinners, right? Uh, I remember this uh, as a child. I used to wonder why did I have to become a sinner just because Adam sinned? I thought it was not fair, right? It was not fair at all. Adam was the one who had to be punished, not me for that. But if you and if you look into why you were a sinner or you became a sinner because of what Adam did, you see that you were in Adam. I was in Adam. Your existence was inside Adam. You existed in Adam when Adam sinned. You were in Adam just like your grandfather was in Adam, just like you were in your grandfather. Now I know before I confuse people, just think about this. If something were to happen to your grandfather when he was a child, would you even exist? No, you wouldn't exist. You were in your grandfather. Your existence apart from him is not possible. So you were in Adam at the time when Adam sinned. So we see the same logic being used by the author of Hebrews when he tries to make the point that the, the priesthood of Jesus is greater than the priesthood of Levi. Now he says that Aaron offered tributes and paid tithes to Jesus. Now you might ask, when did that happen? And that happened when Abraham honored Melchizedek. So Aaron was in Abraham because Aaron was Abraham's descendant. And Melchizedek's priesthood is of the same order as Jesus' priesthood. Or Jesus' priesthood is of the same order as Melchizedek's priesthood. So in other words, the author of Hebrews was saying that someone of the priesthood, that means Aaron, who was the representative of the priesthood of Levi, the Levite priesthood, offered 
offered tribute and paid tithes to Melchizedek, who was the priesthood, who was the priesthood of Jesus. So, in effect, he was saying that since Aaron was in Abraham and Jesus' priesthood was the same as Melchizedek's priesthood, that means that the Levite priesthood offered tributes to the Melchizedek priesthood, and thus the Melchizedek priesthood is higher. So you see the logic here. For the writer of Hebrews to make that point, he had to to emphasize on the point that the Aaron existed in Abraham. Aaron was in Abraham. So that was a major point which the writer of Hebrews had to emphasize in order to make this connection here. So why am I saying this? It's to make us clear that we were in Adam when Adam sinned. So we cannot put the blame on Adam alone. We were in Adam when Adam sinned. So what happened because of Adam's sin? Because Adam sinned, because of what he did, he everyone born of Adam were born as spiritually dead. They did not have to do anything, yet they were born in sin. That means they did not have to do anything directly. It's not because of what you did directly, but it was because of what Adam did that you became a sinner. So in Adam, when Adam sinned, we sinned. When Adam died spiritually or lost connection with God, we lost our connection with God. When Adam was condemned, we were condemned. When Adam became a sinner, we became a sinner. So in Adam, we became sinners. It's because of what Adam did. We see God talking about this in Romans chapter 3, verse 10. Paul says this, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It says that because of what Adam did, we became sinners and fell short of the glory of God. And then it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. This death happened in Adam. It shows that we were dead completely. Like I said earlier, when we sinned, our spiritual location changed. That means we became alienated from God or we became distant from God or we became disconnected from God. So what happened as a result? Our connection with God was lost and we became dead. Did you know that everyone, everyone has a spiritual location? That means either they are connected to God or they aren't connected to God. So when we sinned, we became disconnected from God and we became spiritually dead. So what did, what did God do in order to provide a solution for that? God changed our location. God did not change our location, but rather God put us in Christ. In Romans chapter 6, verse 4, it says that we have been buried with him through baptism into death, so that Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. Now, this is not talking about water baptism, but this is talking about baptism into Christ Jesus. That means you're buried in Christ. You're in Christ. 
You also see this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, where it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. We were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. That's what we see. We were placed in Christ. We were baptized into Christ Jesus when we believed. So you see that when Jesus, that means when we were in Jesus, when Jesus walked, you walked with him. When he was beaten, you were beaten with him. When he was crucified, you were crucified with him. When he died, we died with him. When he was, when he was buried, we were buried with him. When he was raised, we were raised with him. And guess where we are right now? We are seated in the heavenly places with him. Now, this is not a theological uh, theological way of saying that you are born again or anything like these are not just some playing with semantics but rather these are literal fact and throughout the scriptures you see this point being made in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 it says that I have been crucified with Christ now in Romans chapter 6 verse 8 it says that we have died with Christ in Colossians chapter 2, verse 12, it says that we have been buried with him in baptism. And Romans chapter 6, verse 4, verse 4, like I said earlier, therefore we have been buried with him through baptism. Also, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, which says that we are raised up with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And also in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, it says that we are seated at the right hand of God. Now, I want you all to go back into these verses and uh, and look into it. You see that all of these are mentioned in past tense. It's not like you trying to crucify yourself, you trying to die, you trying to bury, or you trying to resurrect yourself. That's not what this is about. You have been crucified. You have died. You have buried. Now, a lot of... A lot of the time in the pulpits we hear preaching about trying to crucify yourself, trying to die to yourself, trying to take up the cross daily, right? We will discuss on all these things, but you see, it's not biblical. The biblical gospel is that we have been crucified. Why? Because Christ was crucified and you were in him. You cannot have an existence independent of Christ when you are placed in him. When you believed you were baptized into Christ Jesus and what happened where Christ is, is where you are. Imagine that there is a paper which is kept on the table and imagine that there is another book and you place the paper into the book. If you throw the book into the fire, what happens? The paper in the book burns with it. If you place the book on top of a mountain, where is the paper now? The paper will be on the top of the mountain. So it doesn't have an existence outside of its place in the book. You see what I'm trying to say here? I'm trying to say that sometimes we try to divide ourselves and we try to define our location apart from Christ. We try to say, God, I want to get closer to you. But in the spirit, we are close to him. We are one with him in the spirit. How much more close can we be? 
We are buried with him. The only thing that we need to know is to identify to that self and to realize and understand. Make no mistake, it's not because of your identification. It's not because of you realizing who you are that it becomes a reality in your life. This is reality, whether you know it or not. You are royalty whether you know it or not. You have been crucified whether you know it or not. You are in Christ whether you know it or not. The moment you believe. So you see, this is a huge thing. Christianity is about dying and waking up the next day as a brand new person. It's mentioned in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, that by this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. It says, as he is, as he is right now, so are we in this world. Why? Because we are in him. And because of that, we are like him in this world. If anyone says that, okay, I don't believe that I have been made righteous, that I am righteous because of what Jesus did, I have to do certain things in order to be righteous. The question which I have to ask them is that if you believe that because of Adam's sin and you were in Adam, you became a sinner, even though you didn't do anything, you know that you were born a sinner before you did anything wrong. And now, because of what Christ did, you don't believe you became the righteousness of God? You don't believe that you freely received the righteousness of God based on what Christ did? That's something that we need to think about. Because it says in Romans chapter 5 verse 17, For if by the transgression of one, death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Transgression reigned through the transgression of one, death reigned through the one. So that means you receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness and it will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Just like you did not do anything directly to be called a sinner, you will not have to do anything to be known as the righteousness of God. Yet just like you were in Adam and because you were in Adam, you became sin, you became a sinner. And when Adam sinned, just because you believed and you were placed in Christ Jesus and because of Jesus Christ's righteous life, you were, you became the righteousness of God because of what Jesus did. I hope that point becomes very clear to you. Because a lot of people still emphasize on works and they have to do works to keep it, keep your salvation. Some people believe that, yes, I I received my salvation based on grace alone, that I got it, but I have to keep it by works. I have to do certain good things. I have to do certain nice things. And that's how I keep my salvation. That's a wrong concept. Because you received it by grace, you keep it by grace. Imagine this on the same vein of thought like before. When a sinner in Adam, when we became sin, no matter how much righteous act we did, we were never righteous, right? That's what the law taught us. The law taught us that no amount of righteous acts would make us righteous. 
because you were a sinner, you have to be changed inside in order to become righteous, right? So what happens here? Now, when you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, your identity is in the spirit. When you keep on doing sin, even though you're not supposed to do or you are you are above sin and sin is stupidity and you're not, there's nothing good that comes from sin. That's all. I'm against sin. But the thing is that when you do sin, you don't become a sinner just like when you do righteous act as a sinner when you were in Adam, you never became righteous. I hope you're getting the point here. This is tremendous. This is really important to understand. Now, I know a lot of you might have questions on why then, why this and all that. Hang in there. We will discuss on many of these questions and hopefully we can cover all those in the upcoming episodes. But hang in tight there. I want you all to check the scriptures. I want you all to go through what we have said today that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That means because Jesus is justified and you are in, in him, you were justified with him. So it says that you are sanctified in him, that you were sanctified in him, that you have no condemnation, that you are anointed in Christ Jesus. You are holy in Christ Jesus. That's why it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone. It's not saying to drive the old person. The old has gone. You, Your old man has been crucified, has been crucified. In Romans chapter 6, imagine when Paul is trying to answer the question on whether he should continue on in sin because of grace he answers the question how can we who have died to sin continue any longer in sin that is a tremendous fact which Paul is trying to drive home for a lot of people this is just a theological concept but this is a profound reality I hope you understand what what kind of significance this has that you have been made one with him in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 17 and you have participation in his life within and we have been asked to live out the life of jesus inside out and we have complete acceptance and forgiveness in him you don't have to feel, feel worthless no matter what you do, if you're born again, you don't have to feel worthless. You can go approach the throne of grace. Why? Because you are in him. Your righteousness is not what makes you go there. It's because of the righteousness of Christ Jesus that you're able to walk in boldly to the throne of salvation, the throne of grace. In Christ, we experience newness of life, freedom from condemnation, and fullness of God's grace. Or Paul is saying, or do you not know that you have been baptized into Christ Jesus? He says this in Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 5, because that is the biggest problem. A lot of people don't know or they fight that knowledge because they feel that this is something extraordinary or something which is not biblical but i want you to read the bible as it is and you will see that we have been made one with christ jesus 
And it says in, in Colossians chapter uh, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9 to 10, it says that in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily form, and you have been filled in him. Who is the head of all rule and authority? So what about our prayers that God fill me, fill me with me, fill, fill me with you? What, what about those prayers? You have been, it says, for in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And if you are in him, the whole fullness of deity dwells in you. Imagine that. And who is the head of all rule and authority? That means that if you are in Christ, you can use the use all rule and all authority. Now, I remember a time when uh, in the airport, they asked me to go to a certain location. And I was with another steward and that steward accompanied me. And one thing which I noticed was that wherever the steward went, and he had this badge and he was uh, he was using it to, to go through the doors and no one questioned him one bit. Why? Because he had the authority to be there. Just like that, since Jesus is in you and you are in Jesus and that is the gospel, that means you have all rule and authority. Not just in Canada, not just in US, not just in India. So that's not, that's not... It's not a restricted authority because Jesus did not have a restricted authority. He had authority over the whole earth. And that's why we have authority since we have authority in him. You are anointed in him. You don't have to look out or run from conference to conference asking for a new kind of anointing or an Elijah anointing or an Issachar anointing. You have the anointing of Christ Jesus on you because you are in Christ Jesus. You are sanctified in Christ Jesus. You don't have to do spiritual gymnastics asking God to sanctify you again and again. Because you have been sanctified in Christ Jesus. You have been justified. You have you are loved in Christ Jesus. Everything that you feel, sometimes we go after feelings. We feel that we are not sanctified. We feel that we are not righteous. The main reason why that happens is because our mind is not renewed to this fact. We are trying to see things the way we feel rather than the way the scriptures tell us. That is why this, the Bible talks about the battlefield, right? We don't fight against flesh and blood, the Bible says. that We fight against every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know why that says? Because if you would renew your mind to understand who you really are in Christ Jesus, that would transform you. Because in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, it says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That transformed means a metamorphosis. Basically, it's the same word that is used for the transformation of a caterpillar into a butterfly. So basically, be transformed. You have the life of Christ in you. You have Christ in you. And with Christ in you, be transformed on the outside by the renewal of your mind. What is the renewal of your mind? It is by aligning your thoughts and attitudes and whole life to the Word of God so that you think, act, and believe and walk exactly like the Word. 
That means your decision making is like programmed to the word. You see that who what you are. You see that you are. You align yourself to this. Because you have been delivered from the domain of darkness in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. It says that you have been transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son. This, cha- this transfer signifies our change in location from the domain of darkness into the kingdom of light. This change in location, which I was talking about, has profound implications on how we view ourselves, temptations, and our closeness with God. We will never see us worthless. We will never be depressed. We will never have, we will never give in to temptation. That's what, it's the reason why we fail in those things is because we don't see us as he, we are in the spirit. We have given ourselves to the feelings or other sort of gospel, the, the wrong gospel, as Paul says. Once you see yourself in Christ Jesus, that is the most significant thing. And that is why Paul keeps on saying that your eyes of your understanding would be open to see the riches of the glory of the inheritance of the saints. His prayer was not about going to another fasting prayer meeting and getting and pray till God does something. His prayer was always about your eyes opened to understand what you have received in Christ Jesus. You see, to summarize what happened, when we sinned, our spiritual location changed. We were disconnected from God. So what did God do? By When we believed we were baptized into Christ Jesus and we were placed in Christ, then Christ lived and he died and he was raised and to, to be seated on the right hand of God. So we were placed with him and we, were, we, were, we died with him. We were buried with him and we ascended and we were we are seated at the right hand of God with him. And through that, our chain, our location has changed. And with this new location, we are once again, we are better than before. Because before we had connection with God in when before Adam sinned, we had connection with God, but we were never in Christ. Now we have the benefits of having that divine nature in us, and we are even better than how it was before. That's why it says in Second Corinthians chapter five or seventeen that it's it's a new creation, and some translations say it's like something that never existed before. It's like a new kind, a new race of things, and that's who we are. In Christ Jesus. I hope you understand and believe, but hang in tight for the next few episodes where we are going to discuss on how we have been freed and we will also see that why do we struggle, why do we sin, and how to live a life of complete victory and live out the life of Jesus. God bless you all.